Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are listening to the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners. I want to take you along with me as I revisit a guest and a topic that we discussed here a few months back. Do you remember Kristen McDonald, the teacher's assistant who found herself in hot water as a result of her alter ego, Ava James? And remember how Kristen's employer gave her the ultimatum, lose your OnlyFans or lose your job? Well, that story just had a not at all surprising development. And no, it's not that she left OnlyFans. Intimate images posted online, sparking a public discussion. The images ended up costing 35-year-old Kristen McDonald her day job as a teaching assistant in the Coquitlam School District. I have a concern. The district sending her a termination letter June 16. I did expect it. Uh, there was still a part of me that was hopeful. So yeah, the school board was not bluffing. But there's a whole lot to unpack in this story. So I invited the now full-time adult content creator to get us caught up. In this episode, we'll again hear from Kristen McDonald, the woman who lost her job as a result of the things her alter ego, Ava James, does on OnlyFans. So let's get into it. I think when we spoke last time, I introduced you as Kristen, but given the changes in your life, I guess I can just call you Ava James now. Like this is probably gonna be a full-time thing. It certainly has turned into that, yes. Yeah, you used to have the two battling identities. One existed during the day as a teacher's assistant. During the night, you were Ava James. Uh, thanks to the decision of the school board and the letter you received, I guess, yeah, Ava James is going to dominate a bit more of your time. When we spoke last, uh, you were at the point where you had received that ultimatum slash threat to take down your social media content and stop Ava James from existing or lose your job. Uh, you said yourself, Ava James is not going anywhere. So why don't you fill us in with everything that has happened since we talked a few months back? Yeah, um, well, yeah, I got uh, I got a letter on June 16th that said I was terminated um, and that my um, off-duty conduct was egregious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made a lot of points in that letter, uh, one of which they certainly had an issue with the schoolgirl outfit um, and all the content of me wearing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was it, it was absurd to me the kind of the lines they drew, um, kind of saying, you know, that that was me um, relating my OnlyFans work to my school board job was mm-hmm. the outfit itself, right? So I was terminated on June 16th. Uh, I went to, uh, I was with my daughter on a vacation. So I kind of took the time uh, to grieve the loss of a of an eight-year career. Mm. Um, kind of think about the steps that I wanted to take moving forward. Yeah. When you received this letter, I'm, ass- I'm sure you kind of suspected it was coming. Was it a surprise when you actually see? You know, um, yeah, I did. Sub- I, I did definitely 
suspect it was coming. Um, and I was told by the union that most likely that's what the decision would be. Um, and you know, as much as I expected it, uh, it's still like when you actually, you know, when it actually happens, there is still a process of kind of wrapping your head around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, like this is happening. This just like your life just changed to like it or not agree with it or not. Things changed. Yes. 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 And in the letter, at, at, like at, by the time you get the letter, you would have already had a chance, I guess, to dispute it or argue it. And they gave you that ultimatum, you know, take your stuff down or, or lose your job. By the time the letter is sent and you get it, it's a done deal, right? Like you're no longer employed by them. Like it's, it's over. I am no longer employed by them. <clears throat> um, but my union and I are grieving the decision. Okay. Um, so, you know, luckily I am a unionized worker, so, um, we can grieve the decision and not even, yeah. So we're grieving the decision. Um, I've also acquired, um, a local, um, employment lawyer. So we're going to be going down the route of like the human rights tribunal, um, so that, you know, my biggest thing is, um, to affect change and to let this be a precedent setting case where we see that, you know, you can be a sex worker and work with children. That's not a danger. Like we're not putting children in danger and it's just absurd to me, the mentality of the school board. Mm. And, you know, like there was a three day investigation meeting and it was very clear from the beginning that they had already determined you know what was going to happen to me basically and i i, I truly felt at times that i was being told that uh you know like you can't be attractive and work with children um they read like over 40 comments from co-workers on the first day of the meeting where like they read like, oh, you know, based on her appearance, she shouldn't be working with children, just absurd stuff. And it, yeah, it was, it, it felt very um, harsh. And I definitely felt like I was being discriminated against. Discriminated against for your appearance in having the type of figure that you do. Well, I wonder if I was, you know, a heavier set woman or maybe I was trans or, you know, I wonder if the narrative would have been the same. Hmm. That's a good question. I, I want to get to the, the actual letter you received, because, again, the letter that you received on June 16th was terminating you from your position, but it also was given their reasoning for the termination. My understanding is that they gave like six points uh, as to why they're firing you. One of them was, you've mentioned this earlier, is one of them was specifically was because they claimed you were sexual, sexualizing the school environment. Uh, I think it was- And that the, had to do with the schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I figured. Because when, when I first learned of your story and I started going through it, I noticed one picture in particular, the sexy schoolgirl outfit in your biting an apple. And I remember seeing that picture being like, oh, like that may come back to haunt her. Because if I was- working for the school board and I wanted to get you out, I would find that one picture and be like, see, but I talked to my co-host on my keep Canada weird series about it and he, his opinion, and I agree with it. It's almost like if you are 
making the kind of content that you're making online, it'd almost be weird to not use the schoolgirl outfit at least once. It's such a cliche. It is such a cliche. And that's, that's, that's it. Like, <laughs> it's like, it goes along with the nurse and, um, the Playboy Bunny and yeah, and the bikini know. even like it's it's that much of a cliche that the sexy schoolgirl it would be weird if he didn't do that once, but it'd be like I think what the idea of sexualizing the school the classroom it would be maybe a, like a different story if you know you took that picture in your classroom or something hundred percent but to do it at home and put it up online behind a paywall or whatever uh, it's it's just not. Can, as directly connected to your job as maybe someone who's naive would want to think or would think it is or maybe someone who's trying to you know target you more would think it is uh, other than their point of uh claiming that you were sexualizing the classroom uh environment what other points do they have on their their reasoning for terminating you um just like my online conduct being egregious in which way, though, I wonder, like, because I, I, when you say you're online, well, con- they subscribe to my OnlyFans. OK, so they that, and, and that's they, hilarious. They, they actually gave me proof that they did. So they because in order to find the evidence of this egregious or whatever con- uh, stuff you're doing, you're behind a paywall that's subscription only. You need to be an adult with a credit card to see what Ava James is doing on OnlyFans. So during their investigation, they actually had to probably pay to see <laughs> pictures of you scantily clad. They use taxpayers' money oh. <laughs> to subscribe to my OnlyFans. And then and then they actually screenshotted stuff from OnlyFans, which goes against the policy of OnlyFans. Oh. And they put it in an email to myself, my union, uh, HR people. Like, uh, yeah. ah! <laughs> oh. That is that's wild. So what was what did they find in your OnlyFans that they were especially interested in? Like what stuff was it in there that they're like, oh, see? Um was there any well, particular post? Uh it was interesting because they weren't really after like well, no, they they did there were a couple posts. Yeah, I mean they they were after everything. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, your boobs are out and no, um, they, they actually asked me about a specific video and I had to say like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's me with a purple dildo, uh, getting myself off. <laughs> okay. I did have that talk oh my and my God. union's like, just be honest. And I'm like, okay, are you sure? <laughs> Why wasn't this meeting live streamed? Cause this is what people want to see is that meeting. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You're not a shy person. Was it awkward for you to have that talk? Um, You know, what's funny is when these questions came about, they had actually decided they asked if we could do the rest over email. And so that's when they asked me the real, the real gnarly questions. They're the cowards. They couldn't handle it. (laughs) 
Yeah. And they, they asked me specifically, like, what do you do on OnlyFans? Like, what are some things you do? And it was like, yeah. And I mean, I was, I was honest. Um, and here we are. <laughs> it's, the whole thing is unimaginable. So you quote, you allegedly sexualized the classroom environment. Your online content was uh, over the line. Uh, yeah. What else? What other reasons do they have for losing you? Oh, um, oh, like, of course, the, um, oh, they, they, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, that was what I was going to get to. They had a problem with you actually going to the media. They, there, it yeah. seems like they believed you should have just kept your mouth shut and talked it out with them and went quietly. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but there was some kind of, and I think it was a bit more nuanced where there was some kind of like, uh, code of conduct, consciality, non-disclosure kind of thing within your contract? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really kind of, well, the, I mean, the non-disclosure and confidential, and it's not a non-disclosure. I believe it's just confidentiality with the employer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I did, I put, I put them on blast because it was just so absurd. And I felt like I, you know, was being so wronged mm -hmm. um, with you know, multiple parts of what has happened here. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting. So after the first uh, investigation meeting that we had, my union sent the employer a letter basically being like, well, we won't tolerate um, that kind of meeting again, because it was so discriminatory. Like they were like, even my union people were like, whoa, that's, that's really out to lunch. Um, and it was just like really terrible stuff that they were saying. So, and it, and it had no bearing, like it was all opinion based, um, you know, not factual, very stereotype stigma type comments. And it was just like so absurd that they were bringing these forward. Mm -hmm. Well, it's done now and you're on the other side of it. You're no longer employed as a teacher's assistant. And I guess you, we could say now you're a full-time adult content creator. Uh, when the news came that you lost your job, this whole story has just been popping up in the media again. It seems like every Canadian news outlet has done something to inform the public about the decision the school board made, but it stretched even further than Canadian borders. I saw, I think Fox News did a piece on you. Yeah, which well, is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Wow. It, when you yeah. went public, did you expect it? Like you knew, I'm, I'm sure you knew people were going to be interested in your story but did you think it would get this far no god no i had no idea uh, i had no idea did you hear like i know the fox news story i'm sure had massive reach did you hear from them specifically i mean they they had emailed me just asking for permission to use photos and they asked me a few questions um it was hilarious one of their questions was why are you so like minimally paid i'm like it's a really good question <laughs> yeah Oh, but I don't have the answer for you. <laughs> no, certainly not. Um, yeah, that's what, what has the reaction been like for people who know you know the story, either know you as like yourself, Kristen, or know that you as your personality, Ava James, have people been supportive? What are you hearing from people about this? I mean, I would say like, the people that know me, uh, Kristen McDonald, have been extremely supportive. Uh, I'm lucky to have a really a really close family, um, you know, and I've been honest throughout, 
throughout this journey um and they've been incredibly supportive and i mean the reality is you know anybody that knows me as kristen mcdonald and kind of like you know underneath the blonde hair and big boobs is like it's i'm i i'm and i'm confident in the fact like i'm a good person it's not like you know um people are like oh she's a broken individual looking for validation elsewhere um aren't we all well and that's <laughs> it too like that is the human condition <laughs> yeah you know um but i mean i guess my point being that you know it it has been mainly positive for for sure there are people that disagree uh with my decisions um but uh i think that i'm lucky to have kind of gone through a portion of my journey like most recently where i did a lot of kind of work on myself so i feel like i'm i'm at least able to um handle the the darker criticisms um and stay positive through yeah. this and there's no way to avoid the darker criticism if you put yourself no. out there you're going to get it and then if you put yourself 100%. out there the way you did you know you're on fox news and all across canada and pictures of you in bikinis are on the news oh man you must be i'm sure you're getting some wild stuff but you're taking it all in stride uh your face is out there all over the place if you google only fans i'm guessing mm -hmm. your picture is going to come up there uh do you get recognized like have you been at a grocery store and you're like oh you're that teacher slash only fans. um it's funny actually i was at the pet store the other day <laughs> <laughs> i was buying cat food um and the guy's like have you been on the news and i was like yep and then it, after that it was like everybody in the whole store was like oh <laughs> yeah, good for you and, you know and yeah i mean and it goes to show you like i i certainly think that uh the majority of uh the the comments and stuff are supportive awesome uh I, i'm sure that the news coverage has been in in a lot of ways could have served as an advertisement for your OnlyFans account uh, because it's, you know, the name Ava James, she's on OnlyFans, yes. the, the headline or the photo used in an article again is you in a bikini or something. How has this affected your OnlyFans account? Because in one of the reasons I asked this is because you were using it as a way to support your income. You lost your job, which a lot of people would be like, oh, she's going to be broke now. But the fact that you lost your job in this context has served as the type of advertisement that OnlyFans content creators could only dream of. Like, how has how has this affected your ability to uh, look after yourself financially on OnlyFans? Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that it's it's been advertisement. I'll be I'll be able to pay my bills. <laughs> yeah okay but to be clear this wasn't done to be like this creative advertisement for your only fans account this is just like Absolutely kind of not. the convenience this is, honestly this is me feeling very strongly about my right to be a sex worker and to work with children and just even um you know the the misogyny that still exists in our society where you know one of the one of the biggest the comments that kind of threw me 
the most during the investigation with the district was I said, okay, so you're going to fire me for having a content creator account. And maybe we talked about this during the last podcast. I'm not sure. Um, You know, I said, you're going to fire me for having a content creator account. Are you also going to fire my male colleagues for having a subscriber account? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the response was, well, don't you think it's different uh, watching the videos versus making them? And I understand. I get it. But we so often shame the woman. And, you know, I think it really gets you into a conversation of, you know, let's let's get rid of the shame around sex because everybody does it. That's what we were. We were like, we're all sexual beings. Essentially, our role on this planet is to reproduce. Um, And I mean, sex has become well, I mean, it is in a lot of ways a hobby. I think we do most of it do it not to reproduce, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's so much shame around it for women, but yet men, it's like, oh, it's okay. He's a man. He does he does that. But it's like, well, no, women are sexual beings too, and it shouldn't be um, shamed or you know made us into the villain or you know I'm evil because I'm a I'm a sexual person there's just so much uh unfairness that still exists there mm. i believe yeah exactly you know? yeah or in what it takes up 40 percent of all internet like people look at porn more than they look at how to do their taxes like uh, <laughs> absolutely you know like i think porn's a lot easier to market than uh tax help but yeah. but they <laughs> but i think they look at it more than they look at just about anything online um mm-hmm. When when we speaking of what people look at, when we talked last time, we didn't get too deep into what exactly you're doing on OnlyFans uh, mm-hmm. and what the life of an OnlyFans content creator is like. I'm dying to hear more about it because it's like it's something that you it's almost synonymous with online activity now. So many people have OnlyFans. It's not this yeah. rare and taboo thing like it would yeah. have been even 10 years ago or something. So totally. I we talked about how you got into it last time, but I'd like to hear more about how you market it, how you connect with people and, you know, what kind of requests you get, because like, what's different, I think about modern day OnlyFans pornography, I'll use air quotes mm-hmm. there, because I don't know if that's the right word versus what would have happened back in, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. It's kind of now you have this direct line between the buyer and the creator where they can request things Absolutely. and interact with you. So, so tell me a bit about running an OnlyFans account and how you interact with people. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, OnlyFans has really been the evolution of sex work where um, it puts the female in charge. We're no longer being exploited by, you know, the rich man that's that's taking all the money, telling us what to do. You know, we're creating our own boundaries. Um, we're doing only the things that we want to do and we're profiting from it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference between, you know, OnlyFans and Pornhub is OnlyFans is like, it's an opportunity for, the buyer to also connect with the creator. So you are, you do have this, you know, this emotional connection of sort. Um, It's not just, you know, watching a video that you, you 
you found on the internet. Mm. And I think, I mean, it goes to show you that connection is a, a, a really big piece to sexuality. Um, I think people have this idea that OnlyFans creators are like these, you know, I don't know, like these these unwell people that live a very extravagant life and blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm just like everybody else, you know, mm. go to the grocery store, put my kid to bed at night. Um, but you when know. you but when you open your laptop or iPad or whatever it is, you'll see your OnlyFans account. You'll see your new subscribers, maybe comments they made on posts that you've published. But you can also get direct messages where they're yes. writing to you and asking you questions or maybe yes. ordering like custom content. I'm, I'm assuming you get into that sort of thing. Yes, 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 yes. So someone can write you on your so they can they would have to pay to get access to your OnlyFans, but then yes. to see your stuff to see what you've published, but then they can offer more money for custom content, meaning you would make a video specifically for them. And and I'm yes. I'm assuming that's where like you know, when you say that you do well financially or, or can take care of yourself, mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of it comes from that kind of custom content but of, of course yeah. you have the ability to choose what you do and how you do it absolutely but, but and with whom and with yeah, exactly but what kind of requests do you get like how often do you get these requests for custom content and what, yeah, and what um, is it you know what there there i would say there's like you know depend on the week but like three to four requests a week that are custom um i do like through dms i i sell a lot of um more more spicier content so like my main page is pretty pg 13 okay. mm -hmm. yeah okay so you you your even your main page is behind a paywall so it's private the public can't just jump in it but then Correct. even they get that then they can order you know the stuff yeah. that you keep in the back room but i mean you're gonna have to pay a, a premium you're not getting that for you're not getting that for 6.99 you know what i mean <laughs> and then but they can even take a step further would be like yeah you got this premium stuff but i really enjoy yes this and let's make that happen so tell me about yeah. those people um uh, it's so bizarre because that's been like that when i first started i was like whoa I guess this is a thing, you know, um, <laughs> how often what, do you, how often do you say, I guess this is a thing? <laughs> um, you know what? Not, I would say it happens like once a month. Okay. But like, I'm sure maybe to other people, like other OnlyFans creators, it happens more. But, um, like I, when I first started, I realized like how common the small dick humiliation is. Have you heard of this? uh no i can't relate i want to give you an example but i want to keep this pg so i <laughs> <laughs> i mean basically it's it's men who i guess they get off from me telling them how small their penis is really so they would they yeah like... and and the funny thing is is like they they don't even like i don't even necessarily show like skin they just like want a video of me like putting them down for having a a small, um, extremely small peepee. -pee. Really? So they like would the send you, of, it's almost yeah. like a, like a sexualized version of like roast me. They'd send you a picture and be like, make a video yeah. telling me how awful this is. Yeah. And like, so like some vocabulary I use in a video like, like that would be like, 
obviously small and like you know shrimp like um you know like i don't know if i could say this but like you know there's clitorises that are larger than your penis you know stuff like that like um I'm I'm shocked that that's a thing, but again, in this world, when you have the everyone connected on the internet, there's nothing that will surprise me anymore. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that surprises me. And I mean, I don't kink shame. It's like whatever. You're oh not, yeah, you're not hurting anybody, right? But that's kind of the beauty of OnlyFans is it's it's all yeah. consensual, and it's like yeah, you could have a Very kink consensual, where... and that's one thing about OnlyFans, right? They are they are very consensual, and everything mm -hmm. is. Um, there's a contract if you have any other people in your content and they do identity checks on those people. So it is, it's very safeguarded in that, in that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a big adult playground where any kinks yeah. are welcome. And if, if someone approaches you and they have, and they pitch something to you that you're not comfortable with, it's completely safe. And you're like, no, that's not my jam. Yeah. And I'm sure there's someone else on there who is into that other than oh, the, totally. other than the small penis, uh, genre. What are some mm -hmm. other odd requests that people are into? I'm dying to hear about this stuff. Okay, I would say the strangest request I had, um, and I didn't. I will. I will say that I didn't even do it. It's just it was. It's not my thing. Um, and I just so <laughs> uh, one gentleman wanted a fart show, oh. and I was like, I I had to clarify like what do you mean and basically uh he wanted the sound and to basically watch my when i tooted my response was i'm so sorry i don't have gas <laughs> like i can't do this for you <laughs> wow but yeah. it's again if, if that's what you're into hey, fine what and where else are, where else will you find that kind of content yeah. than in a direct message where you can be like listen like i got i can't find this kind of stuff yeah. out there i mean uh, uh, one you know one thing that's really common just among only fans is uh selling of the underpants mm -hmm. the dirty underpants you get that request often yeah yeah and i'm like all about it like i just buy the you know the big pack of underpants on amazon You're all over the news. Your your face, your your body, your situation. Um, have you heard from OnlyFans? Like, have they contacted you? Because it's it's advertising for them as well. No, in fact, I sent them an email um, and I said like, "Hey, this is me." Um, and they were like, "Okay, do you have any technical difficulties that we could help you with?" And I was like, "No, wow. I was just I was just telling you. Like, maybe I could get a T-shirt or something." And they were like. No, just let us know if you need yeah. help with your account. Oh, okay. So it's just, yeah. It, it just seems like it, it could have been an opportunity for them to step up and support you as well publicly. Yeah. I um, mean, I feel they're a multi-billion dollar yeah. uh, platform, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and I mean, this, this kind of story is not, I mean, it's not super common, but it is, it's, I'm not the first, right? There have there have been plenty of people that have been fired for their um, for their OnlyFans page. Yeah, it's just very few have been as public as you, and as high profile True. as your. Well, story. and I think I think that has to do with you know um, 
I think a lot of people are still ashamed of it, you know? Um, mm. And I have friends who, you know, they have an OnlyFans and they don't tell anybody about it and they keep it hush hush, mm. which, you know, to each their own. But, you know, my my hope and my strive after being so public about this is like, what's the shame in it? Like, you know, we are all sexual beings and pornography has been around forever. And, um, you know, I think the the platform OnlyFans has really brought um more dignity and respect to the sex trade itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, you know, informing people about, about it. And, and then it's like, you know, they can make their own decisions from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I want to end with is I want to hear about what's next for you and what your plans are in the future, but I'd also like to hear of any opportunities like this certainly must've opened some doors for you in kind of the sex industry i guess you would you would put it yeah uh, like, it has like, tell me about that what, what um, has it done for you well i uh, since this all went down i've had the opportunity to shoot with some really great photographers i'm hoping that maybe playboy hey playboy if you're listening um, i'm sure they listen yeah 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 yeah. Um, i'm hoping maybe you know maybe they'll pick it up or whatever but yeah i've 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 shot with some some cool photographers um i'm actually doing like a model retreat in september uh which includes like four photographers and get lots of exposure that way so um yeah doing so that so as far as what comes next you're hoping to make a go at this then like you're you're not yeah. slowing down no no i'm not um i'm not <laughs> is it liberating to have the the baggage of your day job gone now and you're like i'm just gonna like i'm going for it now like how does that feel yeah i mean in a way i think i think for me it was really liberating to just come out with it initially um because i'm i'm not I'm not a secretive person, you know, that's not me. And I feeling like I was, you know, living two separate lives was, was a little challenging for me, but um, I appreciate, you know, being out in the open and, and talking about it and, and just, yeah, you know, having kind of Ava James and Christy McDonald be more blended is, has been liberating in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people like there will be people listening who the idea of an OnlyFans account is kind of new to them and maybe still a little taboo, but it, it's it's so common now. I see so many people who are talking about having their OnlyFans or, or kind of like celebrities that are kind of dabbling in yeah. it. Give, give us a sense of like how popular this is getting for people to offer. I don't know if you'd say like premium kind of content yeah, or, or whatever. Exclusive content, I think, is the term. Yeah, that's, that's the way to put it. Pretty widely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How, yeah, how mean, big is this? It's huge. It's huge. Uh, and it's, it's crazy when you actually kind of dive a bit deeper into, you know, the, the, the amount of money you can make, um, you know, there really is a market for this and there are women that are doing extremely well at it. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just it's, becoming bigger and bigger. I feel. Yeah, it's so big that like the porn industry is massive and huge and has yeah. been forever. But the amount of people going to OnlyFans and doing the kind of work that you're doing has completely turned the industry on its own head. Yeah. It's well, just unless you're in that world, you probably don't know. Or totally. Realize, right? And 
I think one of the points I haven't brought up yet is, you know, with OnlyFans, it's like you get more of a, <laughs> for lack of a better word, like a home style feel. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's not, it's not this highly produced porn that you're seeing with lighting and a storyline and all this kind of thing. Like it's more, it's more natural. It's more realistic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not the, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a different style. And, and, mm -hmm. and with that, you're getting, you're getting a connect, like a human connection, right? Yeah. I, I can kind of see a bit of similarity in the world of podcasting. In fact, like, cause if yeah. someone will listen to me and they can also like, you know, they can write me on Twitter or send me an email yeah. and get a response, exactly. ask a question and I'll respond on mm -hmm. air. But then you compare that with say like a true crime documentary on Netflix, you can't mm -hmm. interact. It's, it's already published. If you even wanted to reach the people in it, you would have to go through managers and all this stuff. Yeah. So I think people go to podcasting because the hosts and the content is so home cooked, yeah, you know, and I think relatable, like the only, right? yeah, only fans is kind of like the sex work version of what I do on podcasting. In yeah, a lot of no, ways. I agree. I agree mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, for people who want to find you and see what you do and interact mm -hmm. with you and maybe get you to judge their private parts, how, how do they find you? <laughs> so I'm sure there's uh, well, someone listening I... who does. Of course, there's probably, no. There's someone course. who's listening who there's someone who's listening who's like, oh my god, I thought I was the only one who was into that. It's a thing, and I'm comfortable now. It's a thing. Um, yeah, no, find me on Instagram. Link in my bio. Uh, Ava James A underscore V underscore A underscore James eighty eight is my Instagram. And oh, have a link and to it in the sorry, episode. exciting. Um, I'm actually in the process of developing a website, so that will be MissAvaJames.com. Oh. Okay. Congratulations. That's a big step because it's you're no longer in the shadows nope. sneaking around at night. No, I am not. Thank you for opening up again. This has been it's a fascinating story because it's so new, so modern, so interesting. Uh, and I think it's um, it's one that's probably going to pop up a lot more for a lot of other people. So it is precedent setting. I appreciate you being so open and giving us a, a first inside look at this whole mess. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me and giving me a voice. I want to thank you for joining Kristen and I for this discussion. Now I'm going to wrap things up here, but before I do, I want to give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Kristen for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to LJ from the Dystopian Simulation Podcast, who provides the intro and outro voiceovers, and Monty Data, who provides the music. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thanks goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now, since I'm on the topic of support, let me specifically thank the newest subscribers of the premium feed. Julie, June, and Mark, thank you for your generous support. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help me in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, ad-free, and giving you access to a full back catalog of episodes. If that sounds good, you can go premium at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And if you don't want to go premium, you can still help the show by sharing this episode on social media and letting all your like-minded friends know what we're doing here. 
If you have any story ideas or if you want to give feedback on the show or give an opinion on today's topic, you can submit a question or comment to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. I hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte.